on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. How fast will 5G truly come to the hands of consumers? And what impact will the Sprint and T-Mobile merger have on current customers? Thanks as always to everyone joining us here live. We stream weekday mornings at 11.15 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Periscope, and CNET.com slash Daily Charge. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter while we grow our channel. It's time to check in with the chat to take your questions and comments. BVG, what do we have lined up for today? So actually, I got a little bit of trivia today. We haven't done this in a minute, but I like to set these aside just in case. Uh, did you know that today is Don't Be a Dick Day? Um, <laughs> I have to leave the show then. I I'm feel sorry. like every Thanks day should me. be Don't Be a Dick Day. Yeah, um, I can't be on the air if that's the case, so yeah. thank you for having me. Um, it's been a good run. Can't be a dick, so yeah. gotta go. So yeah, the story behind it is it was started by Will Wheaton uh, of Wesley fame on Star Trek sure. uh, for his birthday. So happy birthday to Will Wheaton. Uh, this is a day to be honest, kind, honorable, and awesome. Also the anniversary of the National Aeronautics and Space Act, which gave birth, of course, to NASA. So go ahead and put that in your pocket. Save it for the party later. Um, I don't know what we're doing on YouTube on Don't Be a Dick Day. I certainly don't think this is an appropriate way to celebrate, but time will tell. It's interesting the Will Wheaton thing. Like he went from like being, you know, a star in Star Trek, and then the backlash, and now like I feel like there's it's turned around on Will Wheaton. There's there's some there's some love for Will Wheaton now. It's interesting to see. Alfred, any thoughts on that? Does I he, do not know. Who doesn't Will even Wheaton know is. who Will Wheaton is. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley Crusher from Star Trek: The Next Generation. I have never watched Star Trek. All right, you suck. This has become like a running joke on this show. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that Brian makes these references <laughs> just to draw that out. Let's talk about the Matrix tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so the first question is coming in from Timothy. He says, when is the first official date of that three-year extension? Oh, that, uh, the, it, it'll take place when the deal actually closes. So keep in mind that even though the DOJ did approve the deal, there's still uh, some hurdles. There are a number of states' attorney generals that are still suing to block the deal. So we'll, we'll see if, like, the, this gets... They're still hoping to get it done by sometime in the third quarter, which, I don't know, seems kind of unlikely to yeah. me, but... Um, that they still need to clear the state's uh, issues before they can actually get this thing done officially. Yeah, the New York State Attorney General has specifically called this out, saying that this is going to be unfair to consumers who like rely on these like you know cheaper plans and yep. things like that. I mean, Dish Network, come on, man! Like, get <laughs> out of here! Like, that's not a no. Yeah. So there you go. So Alfred's it, opinions on Dish. Interesting. You should segue that way because uh, Commander Trium asks, "Is Dish really that dysfunctional?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, they, look, they, for a long time, it was Dish versus DirecTV. Now, DirecTV is obviously owned by AT&T, but DirecTV was always known as, like, the gold standard on in providing pay TV. Dish was always sort of, like, the other guy. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of its core business, it already didn't have the best reputation. So, having them jump into wireless, a brand new business that they've never been in, um, definitely means there are a lot of skeptics out there. I'm just saying, like, think about how frustrating it is, like, dealing with your cable company all the time, like, th- those subscription plans when things don't work and takes forever to fix it. Right. Now apply that to your phone and your phone network. That's, um, and with a company that's never done this before. I don't know. It's, it's such a stretch to call them, like, a, a viable competitor yep. by adding them to it, just by giving them the table scraps from Sprint and T-Mobile. Definitely. There are, uh, I think that's why there are a lot of folks out there who are wondering, like, what is this dish service even going to look like? Really looking forward to seeing the lines out the door at the Dish Network store. <laughs> Keep in mind, though, given the fact that they have access to Sprint and T-Mobile's nationwide network, they could theoretically go out there and basically 
charge a, a really cheap rate to get as many customers on. Mm-hmm. And then they've got, I believe they have a, they can't sell this business yet, but I think there's like three or four years before they can go and turn around and flip it. Are, so yeah, I was going to say. That is the other, are, is, the is, other is, long-term strategy is like they run the, the heck out of it, mm-hmm. get as many customers aboard, and then sell it to a cable company. How many years until T-Mobile and Sprint acquire Dish Network and merge with that? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know. That's... We'll see how, like, I think they're, they're going to be pretty busy integrating mm-hmm. T-Mobile Sprint together and absorbing Dish, which is not the most functional of companies, uh, might be, it might take a while. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ayaz for pointing out it is International Tiger Day. Now I feel cool. Cool. Uh, if T-Mobile makes... Like Tiger Woods? No, Tigers I like hope tigers. not. Oh. Like the animals. I don't care about that. Right? You care about Tiger Woods more than Tigers? He's back. Eh, that's iffy. <laughs> In pog form. Major. Uh, okay, if T-Mobile makes changes to their prices, do you think other carriers will follow suit, or will there be one carrier to start the next uncarrier movement? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I mean, going back to my theory about Dish, like if there's anyone that's going to put out more competitive pricing, it, it might be Dish. They they don't have as much to lose. Uh, you know, they're they're they are they're theoretically going to be building out their own network, but they're they're riding on Sprint T-Mobile, so costs are relatively contained there. Um, so they they could offer more aggressive pricing to get folks on, especially if they're they're running it off as a prepaid business, as so a larger scale prepaid business. Uh, like I said, T-Mobile has sort of agreed to lock in their prices for three years, so I don't see them making a lot of moves that require AT&T or Verizon to follow them. Next question is coming in from our friend from the north, Commander Trium. Doesn't Dish have applications in the field uh, of remote access up in Canada, for example? Uh, I'm not aware of their operations in Canada, or if they even have business in Canada. I know they have a lot of spectrum, and they've got they they had like test networks built out, but nothing like nothing remotely consumer ready. Uh, in fact, for a while they were they were going to scrap the idea of even having wireless service, and they wanted to build a whole like IoT network, like a network that would connect I don't know trucks or I don't know, ATM machines or something. Uh, but they, because of this deal, that they, they are now obligated to build out a wireless network using the spectrum they have. Yeah, nothing says building out a good network like we're obligated to do it. <laughs> we were going to quit, but well, now we're just, forced to do it. Just, they were obligated to do it, but they didn't do it. That was the thing. They spent years facing this deadline that was coming, and they did nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds like a very reliable network to me. The company like that's the service you want to jump that, on, right? Oh, we have to do this. <laughs> we we pushed it off for so long, and now we actually have to do it. Yeah, that's gonna be amazing service, guys. There you go. Uh, is five G net is the five G network already ready? Uh, why are we rolling out five G capable phones that fast? I hope we don't have to pay extra for that. That is a great question. I think this year is that kind of awkward year where five G is live in very, very select places, right? Uh, I know in Europe and Australia, the network's a little, and Korea, the network's a little bit broader. Out here, the networks are really more hotspots. Uh, the devices are coming out just because they have to come out at this point. They, folks want to be first. Uh, they want the bragging rights. And yeah, some of the devices cost more and the service isn't great. Like unless you go to a specific block or intersection, you're not gonna get 5G. How much do these bragging rights like really matter though? Like who is the first to have 4G? Verizon was the first to have a broad-based, uh, broad-based 4G network, and 
it really helps cement their reputation for mm -hmm. network superiority. So, like a lot of people, like get Verizon, like specifically because they remember that. The thing, then, or? the thing of it is, it's sort of a ripple effect, right? Sure, like yeah. they they're the first of 4G. They could talk about how their network's amazing, mm -hmm. and it cements the reputation. And yeah, the, the the end consumer may not necessarily buy Verizon because it's a 4G network, but they have it in their head that the network is good, the coverage is good, and I'm just going to go. go That's to fair. Verizon. Yeah. So it is it is pretty important for these carriers to go out and say they're first. Mm -hmm. That's why. You saw all the kind of like the gamesmanship between AT&T yeah. and Verizon about who was first. Though in the end, it didn't really matter because those mm -hmm. networks were barely available to anyone's anyways. Yeah. So, but it's like the ripple effect of like whether or not this will actually kind of aid their their perception of service down the line. But as we all know, it is nowhere near as important as being first in the comments. And there by the go. way, Ayaz is stealing all of our thunder right now, Mr. Celebrity up here in the chat room. Is he making his own show? Also, like plugging it in in the chat. Not yet. I'm Don't watch this show. It. Come to my yeah. stream. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if we just started kind of cannibalizing everything here? He's streaming right there. He's streaming outside of our room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a camera that points that way. Uh, okay, from CKT, my wife and I have used all the carriers, and now I am a diehard Google Fi subscriber. Hmm. Do you guys think Google Fi will continue to grow? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, they, right now they, they run on the T-Mobile Sprint network, so even if the two got together, um, it, it doesn't really affect Google Fi that much. I, I don't know if it's going to grow. I feel didn't, like... Didn't they just cancel a project in, like, Kentucky or something? Uh, I think that was um, that was their fiber project. So oh, that was right, more of the yeah. landline okay. stuff. But uh, Louisville, actually, yes. yeah. Um, but in, in terms of expansion, I don't know. Like, Google's never... I feel like they're kind of halfway serious about yeah. their wireless service. Like... It's not a bad deal, actually. No, the not, service yeah. is great, and the 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 kind of like the tiered or the flexible pricing aspect of it's great. But they haven't really like promoted it or. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's, yeah. it's a very interesting concept, and I think a lot of people would rather move to that than deal with carriers. Yeah. Um, but at the well, same. But that's the thing. I, the, if you look at what most Americans do, they still go to a carrier store, right? Yeah. They still want that advice generally. Most people mm -hmm. aren't super tech savvy when it comes to like choosing the right plans, yeah. the right phones, and. That's why you get for folks who are Google Fi customers. A lot of them are more tech savvy. Right? Yeah, they're they're more comfortable just doing it online. Yeah, they're the only one. They're the only ones that even know that Google Fi exists. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next question is coming in from our friend Tim. Uh, is it safe to say that T-Mobile will keep CMDAs from Sprint? Having both GSM and CMDA would be nice. And once again, disclaimer: apologies for the hammering. Uh, our building is currently under construction, and there is nothing I can do about it. Our show has a hangover. Yeah. And Ryan, could you could you re-ask that question of the hammering? I, I couldn't hear the question of the hammering. Sure. Let's try this again. Uh, is it safe to say that T-Mobile will keep CMDAs from Sprint? Having both GSM and CMDA would be nice. Uh, so that's a great question. The um, no, most likely they're going to sunset. It's, it's CDMA. It's the technology that Sprint uses on their phones. Most likely they're going to sunset that and move everyone over the T-Mobile network. Uh, the transition is going to be a little bit more painless because most phones now run on multiple networks. Uh, so regardless, if you have a Sprint phone, it'll work on T-Mobile network anyways. So there, but the, the the odds are they want to get rid of the CDMA technology. They want to use that spectrum and put that towards 5G. So ultimately, that's what this deal is about, is trying to get as much of the spectrum available for 5G to build it out as robustly as possible. Is it better to get a 5G hotspot for the whole family at home? Uh, would that actually save money in the long run? Uh, it's a little unclear at this point because the, the, the pricings, prices are like are kind of early, and I don't know what the throttle limits are, but... Uh, 
again, if, if your house miraculously has 5G coverage, like it might be worth a shot, but keep in mind that the coverage is still pretty limited. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on using uh, five, like 5G mobile service as like a standalone, as your like sole cable provider or internet provider for a while. That, that, I know some of these companies are working at, on 5G as a home broadband replacement, but what you're talking about is not that. And so I imagine the carriers will find ways to limit you if that's what you want to do. We got a question from Jay from Jersey, who I am not completely convinced is not Jeff Bacalar masquerading in the chat. Uh, currently have Verizon. Do you think the new T-Mobile will compete? Verizon definitely has the best image out there uh, amongst the people I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, the T-Mobile has been competing, competing pretty effectively over the last, I don't know, four years or so. They've, they've posted like 20-something odd quarters of like a million subscribers each each quarter. Um, and they've been taking share away from Verizon. Keep in mind, Verizon is like way, way bigger. That's partly why Sprint and T-Mobile want to get together. Um, but yeah, like I, I imagine T-Mobile will, you know, the new T-Mobile will be effective in competing against Verizon AT&T. But what about like performance-wise? I know they've been taking away customers because they're cheaper, but right. like as far as like customer satisfaction and things like that, like it's, is it, it geared better this way? That No, that's a great question. I think the, the combination of the spectrum that they have, mm -hmm. like looking ahead towards like future 4G and 5G coverage, I think they'll be on par. Uh, and in some ways, arguably better than what Verizon has on, from a 5G perspective, because Verizon's 5G network really is, at this point, just hotspots, mm -hmm. whereas Sprint's is actually pretty, uh, the coverage is a lot wider. And so combining that with T-Mobile's plans, which also are shooting for a wider 5G coverage, they could have a better offer than Verizon, at least in the near term. We got time for just a couple more. Uh, Ryan asks, I was reading about RCS this morning. Any updates as to when Google will finally be rolling this out to everybody? That, it's a great question. We don't have an update. Rich communication services or like the advanced text messages are, uh, that's what Google kind of wants to use to replace a lot of its chat services or its messaging for Android, but we still haven't heard a lot of word on that. People so. still use, well, why don't you just use like other messaging apps that are available? So the idea is like with RCS, like a lot of the, the perks and features you get on messaging apps will like migrate over to your text message. Mm -hmm. Like your, your text messages will be a lot more advanced, but um, so the idea is like it can work on any phone. You don't need to download a new app or new messenger service. It just works on your default. Does that include service. like encryption or? Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure actually. Okay. Yeah. That, that because that's a pretty I big perk uh, on a lot of messaging for sure. apps now. Um, I believe it's stressed, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Besides unlimited data, text, and talk being included with every plan, what other perks are going to come with these carriers? Uh, maybe streaming service bundles, something like that. Uh, when, after the deal, or yeah, after the deal. I mean, that's a question I have because I'm not entirely sure those perks are going to continue because you know, you've got, you have basically three big competitors and then Dish off the side. Uh, and usually no, no, Dish is going to be equal to them sorry, as John Legere you're, says. You're right. Um, but you've got three major competitors and usually when you have one less competitor, you know, the, the perks and the deals tend to shrink a little bit, right? They, they tend to be a little bit more, um, the competition isn't as fierce and so you're going to see carriers be a little bit less aggressive with some of these perks. They, you know, I asked T-Mobile this directly on Friday. You know, they said, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm dumbfounded you would, ask, you would even ask that question. Of course, we're going to continue to be aggressive. But you never know. With three competitors, that it's one less competitor means a lot less competition. means folks don't have to bend over backwards to win your business as much. And will there be portable hotspot devices that will be 5G capable? Yes, there already are. Sprint already has one. 
uh, available. Um, if you live in like the four or five cities that is available, I guess it's cool. Um, but yes, you'll, you'll probably see a lot more hotspots. Um, I believe AT&T has like a 5G modem that it sells, but of course it's consumer service isn't available to anyone. So yeah, there's that. I find it fascinating that we put it in the headline. We talked about it, or it's in it's in the the description. It's not in the headline, but no one's chirping about Apple today, and I'm okay with it. That yeah, that's cool. Who? No, he's saying no one's talking about <laughs> Apple. Yeah, what is that? Apple. Oh, I, I guess know. they're cool. I don't know what they do. Um, are they like a Dish Network thing? <laughs> yes, they're totally like a Dish Network. Okay. Thing. It's just unique, you know. Usually, we say we bring up Apple once, and that's the chat for the rest of the day. I'm, I'm somewhat relieved, if not. Yeah, because people care about their mobile service provider, and now that there's like less competition, they want to know what they're gonna get out yeah. of this. Fair enough. Uh, that's about all the time we got for the day. So thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Roger, why don't you go ahead and cue us on out? Yep. Thank you again for joining us. Tag us online and let us know what you want to see on the show for the Daily Charge. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks I owe him five bucks for doing that now. <laughs> <laughs>